Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How's it going? It's going, how's it going for you? Going alright, yep, going good. Uh, recording a slightly little bit earlier, um, it's because of the way the weekend is uh, playing out and I didn't want um, to be too, too busy over the over the weekend to, to also do this episode, so we arranged it for today, but here we are. Um, so yeah, going good. Uh, what have you been playing recently? I've been still continuing along with uh, Hi-Fi Rush. It's a <coughs> decent enough game. It's one of those games that I'll play 10-15 minutes and then take a break from it because it is very much a rhythm game, but a very spectacle stylized. And you know, sometimes you can only take so much of that. Mm. Um, been bouncing through an old, a few old PC games. Nothing really of note. Just you know, just kind of trying to find something interesting to play, which I haven't really had a chance to yet. Mm. Other than that, nothing really a note. Cool. Uh, how far are you into that game then, so far? I'm close to the end. I'm kind of stuck on the last, the second to last uh, boss fight. It's just one of those things that you, they have like forced quick time events, and it really breaks up the flow of combat when you're trying to bounce between 19 different enemies getting smacked around, and all of a sudden, mm. some sub boss does a super move and then you gotta stop everything and do a, a QTE. Yeah, yeah. No, you know I know what you mean. Um cool. Uh for me I'm still playing Hogwarts Le- Hogwarts Legacy and no I'm not gonna go over the whole JK Rowling thing again because I've done that so many times. I'm just gonna crack on with my uh thoughts on the game. If you want to hear more about that, I've talked about that on semi several different occasions, including last week's podcast. Um, I think this game's absolutely fantastic. Um, I have decided to potentially go for the platinum. I had an actual look at the trophies today, and nothing sounds th- th- things sound challenging in the trophies uh, section. Obviously, you can read through and see like what you've got to do. It it feels doable. There's just a lot of things to do, and there's no sort of like difficulty trophies or obviously there's no online trophies because there's no online section it's just like hey do these side quests do these friendship quests obviously finish the game um discover all the different dungeons you know that that kind of thing so it's kind of encouraging you to uh explore more of the game which um yeah i've i've done quite a lot of in between last week's podcast and and this week um i've not even done any story quests for like five six seven hours so far but i'm really really enjoying exploring in this game um funnily enough i went to the uh i kept going up and up within the hogwarts um castle itself and reached a point that i thought was the highest point and i thought oh wow there's like even more of this to discover and there was i I just got lost in the world for hours and hours and i'm looking through the trophies um today or about half an hour ago actually and one of the trophies said i can't remember exactly what it said but it said like oh reach the tallest point in the tower which is so in some someone's like classroom or something and i was like oh so there's an even bit above where i ended up getting to i ended up in this like trophy cabinet room thing and it felt like it was at the top of the tower but apparently there's a bit above that because uh, or either there's a bit above that or a room that i didn't go into but I just kept climbing and climbing. Um, one easier way I found to uh, explore the castle, and this is a bit of a 
uh, tip if anybody's trying to do that because you can get kind of lost in there is there's these kind of uh, I think they're called uh, flu um, travel things like these little flames that you can use for your fast travel points and you can see which ones you've unlocked and which ones you haven't and there's four little I think it's four there's like four different sections of the castle I think it's north south east and west there's different flags that you click on uh, and you can click on one of them and that will sort of like give you uh, a, a map view of like separate parts of the castle just to break things up a bit easier. And you can see ones that are green that you've visited and activated and ones that are grey that are greyed out that haven't been activated. So I thought, okay, if those are the areas that I haven't been to, I'll click on one flag, uh, mark a waypoint for one of the uh, flame locations and I will go there and then explore that area. And I did that bit by bit and explored loads of stuff. So that was quite a, a helpful way to sort of do that. Rather than just, hey, I'm in this area, I'm going to go up or downstairs or whatever. It, it was sending me to different locations, which was which was quite good. Um, getting more into the combat as well. I'm continuing to unlock things, which continue to help. Um, the RPG system in this game is very interesting because you, you have a set... Um, type of spells that you use right but you can do so let's say you've got like incendio which is your one of your fire spells instead of like oh you can unlock three different types you sort of have a set group of spells that you unlock i've unlocked apparently 90 percent of them there's a few that i can see that i haven't got yet but then you can do things like improve the radius of incendio or when you use um what's the pulling spell called i can't remember uh when you use the pulling spell, if you um, point that at an enemy, it will bring any enemies near that one, assuming they're not too heavy of an enemy, towards you as well. So you can kind of start to combine things. And I was in this bit when I was in the uh, Forbidden Forest earlier and kind of did a combo without realizing I was going to do it. Um, one of the ways, one of the effective ways that you can fight spiders is if you... Uh, set them on fire through... There's like three different fire spells, I think. Uh, if you set them on fire and then you shoot them with a normal attack spell, you can, like, not blow them up, but you can set them more on fire and do more damage. And I use the pulling spell, which is one of my favourite ones to use. It just brings the enemies closer to you, so a bit of close quarters combat. And then I set one on fire. Um... So I, I use the pull spell, then incendios to set them on fire, and then they both drop to the ground injured because the spiders kind of flip on their back. Then I did the standard spell, and it like damaged both of them and killed both of them at the same time. So there's little things like that that you can do that, that are very, very cool. There is a, um attack spell, which you can also use in certain puzzle scenarios, which is like a push thing. For some reason, I can't remember the name of any of the spells. I found it to be the most useless in combat. Um, it's because you've got like a set of different, there's the, the yellow group of spells, uh, red, blue, and what's the other color? Uh, purple, I think. And each, each of them are kind of like red spells are kind of damage and fire. Um, purple spells are sort of movement. So pulling enemies towards you, flipping them, pushing them, you know, that kind of thing. Then yellow is kind of stopping them sort of you can do like an ice spell which is a yellow one that like freezes an enemy or you can use an actual like force stop 
spell that like stops them in their tracks and then you can also use a uh, leviosa which lifts them up which still stops them and then your blue spells are kind of like uh things like repero lumus so like your constructive spells if you if you want to sort of call them that uh like winning guardian leviosa and like being invisible and that kind of stuff so those are more your sort of constructive or productive kind of those are things that you use more on items as opposed to people uh like when you're doing certain things uh, like when you're in your um room of requirement and you're moving all your potion stuff around there's a lot of things for me to talk about obviously i won't be able to be here like all day talking about it but um and it's a bit bits of advice for people that are playing this game use your room of requirement a lot try to get that fully fully upgraded because you will absolutely benefit from it um in order to get the full kind of upgrade thing of the plants and the potions, you're going to need a lot of money. And I mean a lot of money, even to the point where I haven't got everything for that. Um, but I was, I was spent, oh, I think it was on like Monday or Tuesday, I spent a good like three hours going between shops, um, exploring different things so I could get different clothes to sell and like find different bags of money and things. And had like I've got like this full set and this full kind of like system going on with uh, so you got the pots obviously which is where you craft um, spells to put in your thing that you you drink different spells and then your pots for where you make different plants. There's a whole deep system that goes into that that we haven't even got time to to get into because I'll be I'll be here all day. But it's it's um. Once you start digging into things into this game a bit more and you start looking through menus and realizing, oh, if I have this, I can get this, which means I can do this, which means I can do this. It's, I mean, most people expected this game to be deep, right? This is, okay, the story's there, story's great. I haven't dug like fully into the story because I haven't done it in a while. But if you want to take full advantage of like a, this is the, this is the proper open world exploration, potion brewing, spell mastery sort of game and it's really really good at doing that sort of deep part of it um if you want to take a full advantage of it like i have it is going to take you some time to get there but it feels very much worth it because um one thing i kind of realized when you you press and hold l1 right and you've got your weapon will if you want to call it that which is where all of your plants and potions all are and i kept getting into like not necessarily boss fights, but like fights against big trolls and like lots of spiders and stuff. And I was like, no, I want to be able to get like these different potions and plants and stuff. And after I'd spent like a good few hours setting all that up and getting different potions, getting different plants, I got into a couple of battle se not battle sequences, into a couple of fights on, on the game today. And I was like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll use a couple of my different like plants and stuff. And it felt very rewarding. So although it took a while to get to that point, it felt rewarding to do so. And I'm glad that I glad that I did. I would have used more stuff, but the battle ended and I, I won it. So that was that was good. Um, very, very helpful thing on the plants side of things. You don't because you do have to buy the seeds to obviously that's what you do to make a plant in the real world, which is you plant a seed you water it and then you get a plant and then you know you go from there you don't have to buy seeds continuously you unlock the ability to make plants so once you've got all three of them because there's, there's three different plants you can make you can go out into the world use all your plants because you can hold 12 of each thing i don't know if you can upgrade that but you can hold 12 of each thing 
then you can come back to your room of requirement and like fully stock up and there's timers on them on, on the plants to stop you sort of like spamming the system but you do effective once you unlock the the seeds for them you do effectively have unlimited plant supply uh, you can't do that with the potions though the potions have certain ingredients and things like that so i suppose that's the way to balance it but um yeah i've like properly delved into this game this week and it's felt very very rewarding to uh to do so because i i'm i'm kind of like eager to get into my next big sort of fight on the game so i can use all my plants and then kind of go from there so uh, and i've started doing some of the puzzles in the world which are kind of challenging but interesting so yeah uh, what do you think of kind of what i've described and what you've uh, seen so far for the game yeah it sounds interesting i mean <clears throat> it's one of those things i've seen reviews of the games because i do try to keep a, a touch on that and they say mm. that uh being a fan of the ip isn't a requirement but it does fill in a lot of the blanks with some questions you might have about this or that. So yeah. I still don't think it's a game that I'm going to play just because I'm not that big into the IP. So I don't think I'm going to get everything out of it that I could. Mm. Yeah, totally fine. Um, but no, I started doing these like, how can I describe it? Butterfly mirror puzzles. Um, there's these different like mirrors all, all over the world in the game. And you cast Loomis, which is like a flashlight spell. Um, you switch on the mirror again these are kind of like um magical terms obviously uh, and it shows you a, a um brief kind of picture or well, not brief it stays there it shows you like a rough picture of an area where the butterfly required for that is sometimes you will have just walked past it and sometimes you'll be like oh that's probably roughly this area and there's like a wall here or a door there and you, you go and sort of find them and then you bring them back that then gives you xp which lets you unlock more talents, which just feeds more into... There's like a really, really great gameplay loop going on here as to sort of... Um, whether it's the challenges that you're doing or whatever, that gives you more XP, gives you more talent points. You can then feed that into the game's RPG system of sorts, which makes you better at combat. And then that's more rewarding. And then you have uh, things in your room of requirement. Um, and then you can get stuff there. Then you can put that into combat and then progress through the story and etc etc so I've, I've found it very very rewarding to play this week and I'm, I'm trying to take away the pressure of like oh I should finish this game so I can move on to, to to the next one kind of thing which yeah there is a lot of games out for me to play at the moment uh, there's things like um, Forspoken for me to get back to but hey I've waited ages for this game and there's no need for me to rush through it I don't want to rush through it so I'm just going to play it at my own pace and um, I'm just going to keep because there's a, like a set of side quests in my mind for me to get to next. And then once I get through that, I'll progress through the story when I when I when I want to do that. And then uh, I, I assume while I'm doing some of these like explorative side quests, I should start popping some trophies for when I finish doing them. And then I can just sort of progress from there. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, but that's all I've been playing this week. Um, so yeah, that's it for that. Let's move into some housekeeping and then we'll get into some news. See you for that in a minute. Hi there. If you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link, which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy 
chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, big, big things happening over on the United cast. Main United yesterday beat Barcelona by two goals to one, so it was 4-3 on aggregate. Of course, the away goals rule no longer counts, which is a bit unfortunate, but it, would, it wouldn't have mattered in that circumstance anyway. Uh, but we are through to the next round of the Europa League, which we'll play in, I think, a couple of weeks' time we've got... Real Betis. Uh, The next game for Manchester United is a very, very big one on this Sunday, so the 26th. Man United play Newcastle in the Carabao Cup final. Um, It's either going to be a case where Newcastle end their very, very long trophy drought, or we end our shortish but still too long trophy drought. So uh, Sunday at Wembley um, is going to be Man United versus Newcastle in the Carabao Cup final. So hopefully we can bring it home. And uh, bring home the first trophy in six years. Because that's far too long. And uh, we should be able to win that hopefully. So that's over on the United cast. Over on the World of the Last of Us. We're still covering the TV show. We're so far we're up to season one episode six. Obviously those come out on Sundays. So episode seven will be this Sunday. As will the podcast. Over on other football stuff. But more fictional side of things. Uh, Ted Lasso is coming back for its final season. Some people seem to be confused as to whether it is definitely the final season or isn't every single place where I look up information about the final season which was spoken about a long long time ago has said it's the final season which is the third and final season uh, for Ted Lasso so my season preview podcast for that that starts on the 15th but I wanted to get a preview podcast out there over on the United cast as well we beat Leicester by three goals to nil very very good very very satisfying win over on Analyzing Television, episode 20, I did a streaming services overview. Basically took all the different streaming services for the UK that I use regularly. So not things like BritBox or things like Stars Play, And went through them, did a bit of a rankings and focused on three specific topics, which is price, content, and I think it was perf- like performance or sort of functionality of the different apps. So which one's got like... The better functions, which one's got the better sort of, um, or, you know, better better value of content and which ones are sort of priced the best as opposed to what they're offering and all that kind of stuff. So that was quite fun to do. Over on Gaming Talk last week, we talked about some COD updates, Wildlight Entertainment, which is a new studio being formed, and the Activision Blizzard thing as well. 
Uh, the previous game to the Barcelona one was a 2-2 draw. Of course, we're through to next round anyway. Uh, did a recent podcast discussing the Toy Story 5 announcement, so that was very, very exciting to do. And that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. So we're going to do something a little bit different with this first news section. If you can see the uh, title of the podcast, I wrote uh, PlayStation 1. Uh, we had some sad news this week, unfortunately. Uh, Toru Okada, uh, who is the musician for the PlayStation logo sound that the famous, the iconic boot-up sound, has uh, unfortunately passed away very, very recently. Um, I yeah, certainly iconic uh, PlayStation intro uh, for kids for, for for those '90s kids such as myself. Uh, part of my childhood, very very iconic, iconic, and even when we hear it, you know, in this day and age, um, it uh, yeah, it, it it brings back memories. It's also just a really really cool intro. I think in terms of console startups and things like that, which we don't really get much now. Like your console sort of just turn on now. Maybe you'll see a logo now and again if you turn it on from like a fresh boot up stage or whatever. Um but like you know with Xbox and with PlayStation you'll get like a little sound or something, but you won't really get like a a, a boot up sound like you used to, which I, I think is a shame. I think those startups should should sort of come back. Um one while I after I discuss this with with, uh, with Robert in a second, uh, we're going to play just... The, it's only 16 seconds long. We're going to play the um, sound itself, so the boot-up sound itself. Uh, but before I do that, Robert, um, what do you make of uh, him passing away? Obviously, it's uh, very sad, uh, but he left his mark on the world. When you think about it, really, mm. how many people actually get to leave their mark on the world on any level, much less on a level that he did? Uh, so there is that to celebrate. Um, obviously, musicians only now are starting to get any kind of recognition mm. in uh, in video games. <clears throat> if you think about some of the classic video games from the NES or the SNES era, they had amazing music, but most people couldn't name them, name whoever the composer was, if they had to, even though they've probably heard this the sound a thousand times. Hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a shame, uh, but yeah, as you said, certainly left his mark on the world uh, with an iconic um, start-up sound. It is a shame that we don't really get those anymore, but, you know, we're all about fast, get, get into our games fast and convenience and all that type of stuff, but there we go. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to, what we're going to do now, I've got the intro queued and ready to go. Um, it will play on the same channel thing as your mic, Robert, but I don't think you need to mute your mic necessarily. Uh, you won't be able to hear this, unfortunately, from the, the way this is all working, but I will, uh, but we'll just be quiet for 15 seconds and uh, let this play. All right, there we go. Um, that's It's always so quick. It's always so, so fast. Um... But uh, yeah, there's our little tribute to uh, to Huru. 
Um, I don't know if that's how you pronounce the name, but that's my best attempt. It's T-O-H-R-U and then O-K-A-D-A. So Tohuru uh, Okada. So thank you very much for making the uh, iconic PlayStation logo sound. And um, yeah, you'll be you'll be missed. Um, Alright, let's move on from that and delve into... I, I had a Ubisoft thing written down here, which I did delete. A Ubisoft basically came out with a statement that said... Um, they're going to be at E3 and they're going to show some big stuff, but we'll we'll see what you got. I, I don't really want to sit here for 10 minutes speculating about what their big games might be because, you know, Ubisoft's been in a bit of a pickle recently, uh, especially with the, like, the status of Skull and Bones and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, because um, it, it's become... I mean, predicting is is fun. I, I find it very fun. But specifically in terms of Ubisoft, it's like, oh, are you going to do something with Splinter Cell? Where's Rayman? What are you doing with all these games? Oh, you put Splinter Cell into another mobile game or did whatever. So um, I don't really have any particular predictions. I think that they need to just do something. They still got some really, really great IP they can work with. But um, any quick thoughts on the on, on Ubisoft saying they will attend E3 with a big promising lineup? Uh, was this before or after they canceled half their lineup? Um, after, I, yeah. I, ironically. So, big is going to be a relative. It'll be interesting to see if they have anything. Mm. They're right there canceling games. Yeah, so, we'll see what you got. I mean, they're supposed to be doing that Splinter Cell remake. I don't know if you're ready to show that. Um, Skull and Bones is somewhere. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is somewhere. Far Cry 7 is somewhere doing something with Rayman, so I don't know, um, Assassin's Creed I suppose will be potentially part of that as well, but even with Assassin's Creed, my uh, expectations have uh, gone down the drain, so to speak. Um, let's move on to, we don't really have many, uh, at least from my notes, many things that I was excited to to talk about, things that I'm interested in talking about certainly. Um I don't have any specific notes, and no- nobody seemed to be very impressed, particularly with this state of play. I want to talk about Suicide Squad itself separately, because I have a lot of things to say about that. Um, I thought the state of play itself, which was obviously, uh, the one was it, one was it yesterday, I think? Yeah. Um, I thought it was very, very unimpressive. Um, I do, the, the one positive thing I will take is, as somebody who really likes VR gaming, from what I've experienced through my PlayStation VR... And having seen the bunch of streams this week, which I've not even finished watching, uh, from PlayStation Access doing the VR streams, I recommend you go and watch those. They're all very, very fun. I'm very impressed with what I've seen so far with PSVR 2. And Sony's um, uh, pursuit of um, PSVR games, I'm very, very happy by. Obviously, very happy with. Obviously, with the... With their handheld uh, attempt, the Vita was something that had potential. They squandered that potential, but um, <clears throat> they seem to be leaning at least a decent amount into VR, which I'm very happy by. So, uh, for the VR games they showed, I thought they looked good. Um, there was one or two of them that sort of stood out, but we'll have to see some of them later, I suppose, as well. Um, interesting that they um, they announced like a foundation game. Is that supposed to be... Because there's the Foundation... I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, me, me and David have seen it. There's the Foundation TV show on Apple TV+, Plus, which I think is based on the same book that this thing is based on. And they, they had like this quote from... I think it's Isaac something or other. Yeah, Isaac Asimov. Yeah, and it says, From Foundation. And I was like, wait a minute. Are we getting a Foundation video game? Then they showed it. And I was like, okay, this is stylized, clearly. But it 
it sort of looked like what I recognised from Foundation. I've not read the books. I'm probably never going to do that because I'm not really a book person. And I've seen all 10 episodes of the show. Fantastic, fantastic TV show. Um, it's very deep and very complicated. You have to really, really pay attention to it. But um, it kind of looked like Foundation, but kind of didn't. And I was... like The trailer finished and I was like, okay, I'll, I'm curious about it. But it kind of half looked like Foundation. Um, so I don't know if you know much about Foundation at all, or if you've seen the, uh, TV show. I've not t- seen the TV show, but my guess is, is this is what would have happened if the Witcher TV show came out before the Witcher video games. Um, cause obviously those are both based right. off the same yeah. source material. Um, but the they're book, just yeah. taking different visuals with it. So hmm. very true. Very true. But I'm, I'm curious about it. I really like Foundation, uh, the, the show at least. So I'm, I'm curious about that. Other than that, they showed a, some other games that were that were good, um, but I, I'm I'm with the general consensus of the internet, which is like, okay, this was fine at best. You showed some decent stuff. It wasn't terrible, but they showed some decent stuff. But I I really think we're and there was a lot of comments yesterday which I agreed with again, which was like, I think we're just due for the next big showcase. Which there's some rumors going around they're supposed to do one before E3. Which would seem realistic. Although they didn't do one at all last year. They just did some state of plays. But uh, given that we're supposed to have Spider-Man this year. That's 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 the type of game that. Okay you can show it at state of play. But if you want to do the show off part of it. Like really reveal it for the first time. Uh, that's one that you're going to need to do at a showcase I think. So, um, But anyway what did you think in general of the state of play? Did you have anything specific from it? Or just what uh, you think? Well there was a few things that caught my eye. Uh, the game Humanity uh, was looked interesting, mostly just because weird. Yeah. It, it reminds me of Lemmings. Have you ever done a retro day and played Lemmings? Lemmings. I think I've seen gameplay of it, but I've not played it myself. It, if you watch retro streamers, at, more, at one point you must have seen it. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Lemmings is basically animals that just run off the cliff and dive into the ocean and die because they're just herd animals. And so... One person goes and they all go. Um, mm. And so they made a video game about that to where they have these lemmings just fall out of a magic box and walk from one side of the screen to the other. And they walk to their death. But then you can give lemmings certain powers to alter their path. And the whole goal is to get as many as possible through the magic gate. Mm. And it's it's a level-based game. It's one of those that... It, it shows the... Uh, the ad, the adage that uh, sometimes limitations spark creativity because this is back in the early 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 PC gaming days. We're talking like ninety one, um, if probably earlier than that actually. Now that I think about it, so mm-hmm. yeah. so that tells you how long ago it was. Um, and yeah. so this game kind of reminded me of that. Humanity looked interesting. It just looked really weird, which I suppose is the point. But it looked sort of, I don't know. I just got a really, really strange sort of vibe from it. Um, the visuals are very off, but that is just what it kind of reminded me of. Mm. Um, the other game that kind of caught my eye was uh, Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, we actually talked about that. It's like a year, year and a half ago when they mm. first announced it. Yeah. Uh, but we did get to see some gameplay trailer, gameplay of it, and it looks like it's just, you know, follow along and buttons at the right time, which is a big bummer for me because I was really interested in the stylized um, graphics and character design. But if it's just, you know, oh, 
the left button one is in this circle. Press now. If that's the entirety of the gameplay, then that's a game I'm skipping hard. Yeah, that that didn't impress me very much. Um, I've, I I recognized it and I was like, oh, this game again. And then they showed some gameplay. I was like, oh, okay. And then that was that was pretty much it. So, um, anything else from the state of play? Uh, just uh, Baldur's Gate, but that's really just about it. Yeah. Um, just because that's been in my uh, uh, queue for a while for when it comes to full release. And the fact that they got J.K. Simmons in the game as a voice actor, that it, you got my attention with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should move on to the uh, big talking point in the state of play then. I've got a lot of things to say about this game. Um, should Should I go first? Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, they showed Suicide Squad off. Um, we'd seen, what, two, three trailers before, and now they showed some gameplay off. I think fr- from literally top to bottom, from concept, gameplay, story idea, I think this is a terrible idea for a video game. Um, there's a couple of little bits and pieces where I was like, oh, some of these... I was going to say heroes. They're not heroes, are they? They're the Suicide Squad. Some of these characters, like... Okay, some of them have got some bits and pieces between them that are different, but they they started getting into, like, say, the weeds of things, where it's like, oh, here's how King Shark plays, here's how Harley Quinn plays. And I was like, I, I, I don't like this at all. I really don't like this at all. I, I've seen a lot of comparisons. We, we have an email about this as well, which I'll I'll read out in this section. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I've had problems of, with the story idea from the very... Even from the na- day they announced it, they said Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. And I was like, wait a minute, how does that happen? And then they showed off some more trailers, and I was even more confused. And then they showed this trailer, and I was even more confused. Um... There's there's a lot of things going against this game, whether it's from like battle pass gameplay ideas, the fact that you should have just done a a narrative driven story, the fact that you play as a Suicide Squad, like how much appeal does that have? Because neither of the films did particularly well. Um, some of the, I I mean I like Harley Quinn as a character. And then they showed off some of like the different gameplay stuff, and you're shooting like these bots for some reason um and then you're shooting like this these these purple things um i i have so many questions about about this game Uh, again all the way from top to bottom like why are you doing this story why are you doing why are you making the suicide squad the playable characters um there's even simple things like okay they started showing snippets of different gameplay from the four of them which i understand why they did that and there is some difference between them but for the most part it seemed to just be jump around and have quite generic looking sort of shooting mechanics they showed off harley quinn starts like using this grapple and swinging around and immediately i thought what what the hell's going on here and then i had the question of like okay what what is she grappling on to because whether you're talking about um Let's say Batman or Spider-Man, right? Obviously, Batman's got his grapple, which has to either hang over something or go onto a... But it has to attach to something, right? Spider-Man, minus the old games where you could, you know, web to to a cloud and, uh, you know, swing that way. Spider-Man usually has to have his webs attached to a billboard or a boarding or a surface. And she starts, like, swinging through the air like Spider-Man. I was like, wait a minute, what the hell is she, like, grappling onto? And it's this, like, drone thing that's following her. 
Now, I've not read, like, loads of DC comics and stuff, but I, I've seen Harley Quinn a lot of times. I've never seen Harley Quinn do that in my life. Um, Deadshot... I'm sure it's just a travel MacGuffin. Right. It still was just, like, straight away, I was like, huh? Really? Because um, one, one of the interesting things, going back a little bit to Gotham Knights, was, okay, you've got your grapple and you've got your glider. Like, Batgirl's got, obviously, the glider with um, her cape. And I was thinking, okay, how is Red Hood Robin... Well, not Robin, because he's got a cape. How are Red Hood and Nightwing going to traverse the world? They've got a grapple as well, but what are they going to do in between grappling? Oh, they've got, like, a glider, kite sort of thing. And then Red Hood had, like, these magical steps that he stepped on, which was which was weird. I'm looking at these characters, I'm thinking, okay, sure, you could probably give most characters in most games grapples, right? Uh, like, Nathan Drake gets one in, in Uncharted 4. You get one in some of the Uncharted games. It's quite a normal thing to use. But, and I started thinking about, okay, someone like King Shark, how's he going to get around? Deadshot, okay, he's got his, um, what's called, jetpack thing. And, like, that that makes sense. We've seen that before. But, I don't know, I, I, I just genuinely think from top to bottom, um, like, and they started mentioning, oh, we're going to, like, update this game as if we're doing live service stuff. we got co-op, which co-op is is fine. If it's just a case of, okay, you have a group of four characters and you're going to control one of them and you get a friend to jump in and help you out, like, that, that's fine. But um, they should have just taken the Guardians of the Galaxy approach, which was, hey, we're not going to have, like, uh, you'll have loot-ish things that you can like gear that you can pick up and upgrade your upgrade your character and unlock things for peter quill that's how guardians works same thing with like um uh batman and spider-man you know they have like rpg mechanics where you pick things up to upgrade things that's a pretty normal thing to have in a game um but like hey we're gonna have a battle pass and all these different skins and things like that and i just think the the prime examples of um you could include Iron Man VR in this, uh, Spider-Man, Batman, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, why couldn't you just do a no-nonsense, story-driven narrative game and just and just tell a good story with these characters? Um, but to me, it seemed like, I don't know, Avengers came out. And whether it was... Because Gotham, Knight, Gotham Knights pivoted in time for it. But you can tell within Gotham Knights that there's elements that they wanted to do a live service game. But they took that part away of it. Uh, there is like some loot stuff in that game where you can kind of tell it wanted to take the Avengers route. But it, it, it doesn't do that. Um, and this, they didn't do a, a pivot with it. They've just they've just gone for it. And given this is Rocksteady as well. That's not, that's not forgetting which developer we're talking about here. Who's made like some of the best superhero games ever with with the Batman games? Um, I think this is just a really wild swing and a miss from uh, from Rocksteady. Um, and just like okay, so so from the story point of view again, um, so they they do they sh- they reveal in this like okay, the Justice League, who's been mind controlled by Brainiac, have kidnapped Lex Luthor, who's a <laughs> villain, right? And the Suicide Squad opens this um, <clears throat> container and gets him out. Flash is there straight away because obviously he can be. He's faster than all of these people. And so it's like, oh, <clears throat> do you think I was just going to let you get away with Lex, get, you know, walk away with Lex Luthor? And it's like, okay, of course you weren't going to. But what are you going to do about it? You know, um, because Flash right there and then could just say, hey, yeah, you, you thought you captured Lex Luthor and whatever. I'm going to kill all of you right now, which he could do like that um 
I mean, if, if Brainiac want, if if the idea here is uh, maybe I've got the wrong end to stick with this story, but I don't know. If it's a case where Brainiac <clears throat> is looking and thinking, okay, I want to kill the Suicide Squad and take over Metropolis or whatever, you don't even need the whole Justice League to do that. Maybe you want to take control of the whole Justice League so the others aren't fighting them. But um, like, if you want it to be okay, I'm going to take control of Superman and destroy Metropolis and kill the Suicide Squad. You don't need, you don't even need all the others to do that. Which raises another gameplay question of sort of, okay, Brainiac's mind controlled the Justice League. Fair enough, right? So why are you fighting bots in this game? Obviously, those are your general enemies, but Brainiac doesn't need them. If you've got control of the whole Justice League and access to like some of the most super powerful characters ever, like Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, obviously as well, uh, and Green Lantern, I think is is in here as well. Um, why why have you sent these like bots out to deal with the Suicide Squad where you could just you could just kill them like that really 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 clearly? Whether it's Amanda Waller or Lex Luthor or the or the Suicide Squad, any of those characters could kill all them very very quickly so yeah maybe there's a comic i haven't read or something which has got this story which explains it better but and, and don't get me wrong i understand the idea of okay brainiac has taken over the justice league to cause destruction but what are the suicide squad supposed to do about that i don't know um anyway i've said a lot of stuff there uh what, what do you think of what was shown of uh of suicide squad yeah i mean i was barely on the fence with this game anyway um, and what I've seen, it just looks like your generic kind of looter shooter game. We already unofficially, officially have confirmed that it is going to be a live service game. Um, the more they show, the less interested I am in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it just ra- it just raises the question of like, it's the same thing with the Glenn Schofield situation. Okay, you went from making Dead Space, one of the most acclaimed horror games ever, or acclaimed horror horror trilogies ever. And then you went to make Cluster Protocol. Like, what happened? How how did you go from greatness to that? And then Rocksteady, who's like made three... Because they, they didn't make Origins, did they? That was Warner Brothers Montreal. You made three really amazing Batman games. And then you come out with this. Like, what, what happened? Um, there could be a side of this story where, like, Warner Brothers themselves wanted Rocksteady to do this. And they pushed them to, to do this. Sometimes you hear a little bit about, like, obviously studio interference and... That sort of thing. I mean, look at what Warner Brothers did to the Justice League film. Like, that's just like a, a crime, almost. Um, so maybe that could be the case, but, like, there's just... Every, everything involved here is just, is just I think, a bad idea. From from concept to gameplay to just how did you go from Batman to this? Because um, I'm looking at these Justice League characters. Like, you've got Wonder Woman is really cool, Flash and Superman and Batman. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I want to play as those people. Um, hey, why, why didn't, I mean, I know it wouldn't really work the other way around. Why didn't you do a Justice League versus Suicide Squad where you're playing as Justice League? But then again, that would be, whatever scenario you want to flip that around, Justice League wins every time. Um, so, I just, yeah, it's, and as somebody who's still invested in, like, Warner Brothers and Disney games, because I've asked for games from those IP for, you know, a lot of the time, I just, like, yeah, how, how did, how did, how did we end up here? You know, um, and I'll I'll say this as well in terms of because there's some few comparisons about like okay, how's this match up to Avengers? How's this match up to Gotham Knights? Obviously, I played a good chunk of the Avengers, finished Gotham Knights, and actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would. 
and I haven't played Suicide Squad, so, you know, there's got to be a fair amount of, um, like, you know, I, I haven't played the game, so I can't criticise it on that front, but in terms of how I would rank them at the moment, um, Gotham Knights, I would say, is better than the Avengers game. It's also got, I think, a better story as well, because uh, the, the interaction between the Thor, Gotham Knights, and Alfred is actually very, very good. Uh, there's some shortcomings in the, in the game, and there's some pacing issues and some other bits and pieces that don't work, but it's, I would say, an enjoyable game that I would recommend that isn't fantastic. Uh, Avengers was a mess for different reasons, but at, at the moment, I mean, again, I haven't played this game, so I don't know fully what it's going to be like. Um, I would put this at the bottom of the three of those games, so... Yeah, um, I know you haven't really played Gotham Knights or the Avengers game, and neither of us have played Suicide Squad, but where do you sit in terms of... Because they're being, I think, fairly compared, the, these three games. I understand why. Uh, where do you kind of sit on on that side? Uh, it's one of those, again, it's just one of those things that I don't have enough interest in the game to really make a call either direction. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, but we'll see how this turns out. You know, benefit of the doubt, it's Rocksteady, they've made three amazing games, this could be better than what we think, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, let's get on to, where's the email that I've got here? Um, let's get on to Jack's email, seeing as it's part of this whole conversation. Jack says, I just saw, uh, saw a lot of reaction online for SS Kill the JL, which is Suicide Squad Kill Justice League. Um, some not being bothered about the battle pass, as it's just cosmetics. Only a few comments comparing it to the Avengers game uh, and Gotham Knights. Do you think they can pivot before May? That's the release date, I think. Or just go with it. Um, they could, you know, look at the feedback, um, the constructive criticism, and say, look, we have to delay and we have to pivot. They could do that. I don't know what the rules or contracts or legal side of things, you know, we, we can't see that stuff. That could happen, right? I don't... Yeah, I mean, actually, one of the Shadows of Mordor games pivoted after the fact where they had, you know, loot boxes and things like that, and then about three months into it, they coded that all out during an update. Mm. Yeah, which is, again, I feel... I think the Gotham Knights devs looked at the um, Avengers situation and did pivot. They didn't completely remove all traitors of what they were doing with the uh, live service stuff, but it was removed enough to a point where it wasn't in the way of the game. So they could do that. Um, I think they're just going to potentially go with it, but we'll uh, we'll see. There's still a good few months until May, isn't there? So uh, they could announce a delay and, and, and pivot from there. Um I mean, yeah, there's a certain amount of, okay, the battle pass isn't pay to win, um, even though it's not an online competitive game, uh, and it is just cosmetic stuff, but it still it still leaves a bad taste in the mouth, I think. Because you understand it more from, okay, COD's got a battle pass, Fortnite's got a battle pass, Battlefield 2042's probably got a battle pass, but those are online games which make more sense for that, as long as those things aren't pay to win scenarios where you buy something within the battle pass, that makes your gun better than somebody else's, right? Like from my understanding of like the COD Battle Pass, it's just hey, you've got you can have the same potential gun um, as somebody else, but it will have a particular design to it, and you'll get like a different operator or something. But that doesn't give you a better or worse gun than somebody else. So there we go. Uh, all right, that's all my stuff for this week. Apart from some other feedback, we'll get to later. Uh, what would you like to talk about this week? Uh, well, speaking of PSVR 2, which launched today, a report mm. from Eurogamer has uh, detailed a thread 
that's been shared to the PSVR subreddit dealing with several issues that appear to be occurring within the right sense controller for the PSVR 2. Um, according to the quote here, like a lot of other folks on here, I can't get put button presses on my right sense controller to register in games. Um, this thread has actually made its way to the official PlayStation blog where they recommend to turn off your PS5, reset both controllers using a pin, plug the right co controller in directly into the console, turn the console on again, and pair the left sense based off of the on-screen directions. So that sounds like it's either a week or maybe an update needed to the right sense uh, Bluetooth hmm. uh, software. Um, other fixes include, you know, the classic turn it off and turn it back on again. Yeah. Turning feedback IT off. IT crowd, yep, great show. <laughs> uh, turning feedback off and back on. Or using a DualSense controller while in see-through mode, which apparently is a way to use just the glasses and use a, a regular PS5 controller and not the uh, orbs. Uh, another odd complaint with the... Uh, the sense controllers is that they are perfectly round, meaning if you set them down on a coffee table or something to go do something, they could roll off and hit the floor. So no, weird kind of thing, don't but do that. they don't. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a flat spot to sit. So just something to keep in mind um, if you do happen to win the lottery and be able to afford these things. Well, if you win the lottery, you can probably buy another set. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, you so. don't have to win it for like fifty million. You can win it for like you know hundred k, and then after mm -hmm. taxes, you got enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the PSVR stuff. I was going to talk about some uh, <clears throat> things related to it this week. Uh, of course, PlayStation Access is a channel that I follow and really, really enjoy, and they put out a lot of content this week that I've been uh, gobbling up, if you want to put it that way. Because um, they had, of course, the launch of PSVR. They had a massive stream. Uh, it was actually the day before launch. Obviously, they got them a bit early because they're a PlayStation channel. Um, and it was... Um, Dave from the channel's taken this week off for some reason. But it was Rosie, uh, Rob, and um, Ash who were playing different games. They played like Horizon. They played GT7. They played some other games, which I hadn't even heard of before, which was fun. Um, there's a... I'm halfway through the GT7, the dedicated GT7 stream that they did, which obviously Gran Turismo 7 was already... a a standard game but it's got like a vr compatible mode uh and then there's a resi is it eight what's lady d from uh resi eight yes um uh where it's it's made it like vr compatible which rosie did a stream for which i've i've not gotten to that one yet but um so far from the gameplay they've showed and they showed a good few hours of, of psvr over there uh there hasn't been many um problems as such uh, or any problems really, apart from a few uh, camera blunders that they that they had, which was more more, more comedic than sort of uh, actually bad, but that was uh, quite fun. Um, yeah, this thing seems in incredible from at least from what I've seen. Again, I've not used it, I've not got it, I've just seen you know um, lots of demonstrations of it. Uh, it's always the saying that you know you won't truly know what VR is like until you actually play it yourself, which is very very true as somebody who's actually used it. Same can be said for haptic feedback on the dual sense. Um you won't really know. I can describe it, you know, as best as I can, but uh, you won't really know what it's like until you actually feel it yourself. Um by the way, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. The haptic feedback in Hogwarts Legacy is really, really, really good. Um one just just one quick example of that is when you're on a broomstick flying through the world, you actually feel like because obviously 
you're flying through the world and wind is gushing past you because you're going very quick and you can kind of feel wind gushing through the controller if that makes any sense at all <laughs> um, and it does it like varying on different speeds or if you're like swooshing down in the air or, or whatever it's it's uh, quite amazing what they're able to do with that but yeah um, but yeah sounds like a kind of there's either one of two things going on here either it's a case of you know have you tried turning it off and on again the IT crowd meme or hey you know we launched this thing it's not perfect it's very very good but it's not perfect so maybe to put out a little patch or something. But um, in terms of the specific issue that you just mentioned, um, I haven't seen Access have that specific problem. Um, the only thing they dealt with, this was during the GT7 stream, was because um, they were kind of taking turns, uh, Rob and uh, Ash, to play GT7. And because they're in different seats, um, they had to really recalibrate, obviously, the headset because it was in a different position. But um, that wasn't really a problem as such. It was just more recalibrating of what they were doing. Um, have you seen much of, of PSVR 2 so far? Uh, outside of the video reviews that I've watched um, and the gameplay that we saw on uh, the state of play, no, mm -hmm. not really. Okay, okay. But yeah, you know, it's just come out. It's going to have maybe have a few issues, as long as, as, long as they're not disastrous or, or anything. And obviously, as Robert said, make sure you put your... um. What are the controllers called again? The Sense. Sense controller. That's interesting. I suppose it's from the same, like, dual sense. And then uh, mm. they could have called it, like, Move Sense or something. Because um, obviously the, the PS3 VR controllers uh, are, are the Move controllers. Then you've got the dual sense, then the Sense. Um... And yeah. it makes sense when you think about it, because on a regular controller, you're holding it with both hands, so it's dual, whereas these mm -hmm. are one per hand, so it's just sense. Yeah, yeah. Single kind of like how you've never sense. thought about the fact that you can be underwhelmed or overwhelmed, but nobody's ever really just whelmed. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it looks like it's got some really good features as well. Um, there's like... There's haptic feedback in the headset as well. There's a few parts where I think it was Rosie who was playing Horizon, and you know, with the um, I can't remember the names of them, the the birds that are machines in Horizon, and they swoosh over your head for the title screen sequence thing, and you can like feel a gush of wind. She could feel a gush of wind like over her head, um, in sort of the same way I'm describing with the Hogwarts Legacy thing, but it was because obviously that would create a gush of wind, which is these these big bird. Um, machines flying over your head that it, it did that as well and uh, there's also like eye tracking and all this kind of stuff so sounds really really cool but I'm going to continue to just enjoy what Access has put out because I'm not buying this thing yet because it's way too expensive I'm also knee deep in other games right now so because um, even if even if let's say tomorrow I got VR2 I'm in the middle of like this very deep game which is Hogwarts Legacy and there's other stuff for me to do so I don't necessarily have the time or the money to, to get this thing, but all in good time when things get quieter or when it's either either when I have more money or when the thing goes down in price, presumably uh, both those scenarios, um, I will uh, experience it later on. So there we go. Anyway, uh, what else do you want to talk about this week? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about, have you played the game or seen anybody that you follow on Twitch? Playing dark and darker? No, I don't think I have. Okay, it's kind of a weird game. It's a four-player co-op game. It's in open early access 
I guess, beta, for lack of a better term, although they don't technically call it that sure. uh, right now. Basically, you make a character, uh, you get three friends, and you do a quick dungeon crawl, and you know shenanigans happens from that. Uh, well, the Dark and Darker dev team are currently being sued. Uh, Dark and Darker developer Iron Mace has denied allegations that the game uses stolen assets in code, saying in a statement on its official Discord channel that all Dark and Darker code was either, quote, built from scratch or its assets were purchased from the Unreal Marketplace. Uh, the claim comes from uh, a Korean site called This Is Game, which obviously is translated, uh, so I don't know what it technically actually says, which says the developer Iron Mace includes former employees of Nexon who were, quote, disciplined and fired by Nexon and are now building Dark and Darker using materials that they worked on while at Nexon. Hmm. A Nexon project revealed in 2021, uh, only codenamed as P3, was basically used as a prototype of Dark and Darker, according to the claim. And the images from P3 that they show on the PCGamer.com website, I mean, they're not exact. It's not one of those jokes that, uh, hey, can I copy? Yeah, just don't make it look obvious. Um I saw that meme this week, but I can't remember what it was from. But, I mean, you're talking about... Yeah. Oh, I remember somebody, what it was from. I'll mention it in a minute. Yeah, somebody holding a torch in uh, a crypt. You know, not exactly world-breaking in terms of originality. Mm -hmm. um, the article goes on that later in 2021, Nexon changed course to a different project, P7, a contemporary survival game. Around the same time Iron Mace was founded, at least in part by former Nexon employees... Iron Mace's website suggests they did not part on the happiest of terms. Uh, so Sound it's one like of those it. he... Yeah. Mm. Kind of sounds like one of those he said, she said things. Um, code, when you write code, there's always like... You, you put place markers, you put dates, you put save dates. So it would be more easy to prove yes or no. You know, But this goes into the courts. So who knows what can, can come out of it from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where I saw that, that meme, I think it was this week or last week, uh, there's some talk that these uh, Qatari group or some other people might buy Manchester United, and they said, they've said they already said about, like, hey, we're planning on redeveloping the stadium and all this kind of stuff, and there was some, like, concept uh, work that was done, which would be, like, this silver round sort of weird-looking stadium, and then somebody posted a picture of the Real Madrid stadium and said, like, hey, like, if you're going to copy homework or whatever, but make it look different, because it was, like, a similar concept. Um, it didn't look very good, actually, but it's just a concept thing anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know much about the situation, but just going off of what you said and um, the term that you used, yeah, it sounds like a bit of a he said, he said, she said, or she said, he said, whatever. Uh, scenario um, but maybe just a bit of miscommunication or something or I don't know something's kind of uh, kind of gone wrong but uh, it doesn't sound like somebody's like deliberately done something necessarily but like because I've seen I've seen like you know lawsuits and other stuff that's like okay somebody un underpaid somebody deliberately or, or something like a bit like the um, Frank Darabont Walking Dead situation, right, where they made seven episodes in season one and said to Frank, hey, can you, I think it was for the same budget or less budget, can you do double the episodes? And it was like, um, no, I can't do that. So that that's like one of those more, that's like a deliberate situation. 
Um, whereas this, I think, uh, could be slightly different. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think considering both sides, well, one side said they were disciplined and fired, and the other side, they said they weren't, didn't leave on the best of terms. Clearly, there was a falling out. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing that we can't, well, not being able to 100% confirm, we can pretty much confirm that there was, there was a falling out within the staff, which is unfortunate, but I've seen it happen a few times in my life. Mm. Um, as for assets, I mean, like I said, again, the images shown in the article just show generic medieval-looking character holding a torch in a crypt. Visually, it's going to look like every other game that has a generic-looking medieval character in a crypt holding a torch. You know, mm. that's like... That's like that's probably Burger like something Kings. like Demon Souls or Dark Souls or... Well, it'd be like Blood Burger Bond. King suing McDonald's over copywriting what a hamburger's supposed to look like. Or chips, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, although that is an interesting thing that if you've ever wondered why a business intentionally spells a word wrong is because if it's not a common spelling word, then you can actually copyright it. Mm. So like wings with a Z or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So see how this goes. Uh, anyway, we've got two bit. Yeah, you said that was your last... Uh... Thing. Yep. Uh, cool. We've got two other emails to get to because we already answered Jack's email. If you'd like to write into the show, let us know what you think. Were you more impressed with the state of play than other people? Were you less impressed than what other people were? What do you think of Suicide Squad Kill Justice League? Uh, what do you think of the PlayStation logo uh, sound creator passing away and all that kind of stuff? Uh, let us know what you're playing, all that type of thing. Uh, Matthew Entertainment, talk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page information in the show notes. Email box on the website but website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. Harrison writes in says, I think you explained very well the situation with COD, which I did last week, but what's the solution? Um, one of the solutions could be um, that Microsoft does buy Activision Blizzard and sorts out all the studio mumbo-jumbo nonsense that's been going on over the last, what, two, three years maybe? Mm-hmm. and that things just get figured out that way. Um, because from from everything, because I've talked about this situation a lot of times, especially over the last couple of years when I started to notice it, I just don't think it's a coincidence that Modern Warfare 19 came out. That was from Inf- Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward? Infinity Ward? Um, and then multiplayer was getting a lot of content because it was just a co-op story and multiplayer and then activision slash bobby Kotick slash whoever uh decided to do a bunch of mumbo jumbo stuff where they said hey let's let's also jump on the battle royale train and make something called warzone we'll make it free to play but with a bunch of stuff that people can buy which will be like a second cod cash cow and then hey let's move around like vicarious visions and all the all other different studios let's cancel like one of our tony hawk remakes and do all this other kind of stuff so we can dump all, dump them all over the war zone, populate that, and then cut down on COD multiplayer content, which is just blatantly obvious that that's what they've been doing, and we're seeing the results of that now. And then, hey, on top of that, let's also make DMZ and 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 uh, raids and all this other kind of stuff because you know our game doesn't have enough content already, uh, even though the one area that people want content more in, which is multiplayer, is the one that's suffering the most from it. Um, so, yeah, how I've seen this unfold, like, literally from playing these games and following all this news and stuff, I don't think what's happened is a coincidence. 
Um, I mean, I've I've been quite maybe dramatic on Twitter a few times and said, you know, like a few people have kind of said, hey, how do we solve the situation with COD? And I know it sounds dramatic, but you get rid of DMZ and you get rid of Warzone. And you, I, I don't know why you felt the need to do raids in the first place. Maybe that was like, because the only other time I've heard of the term raids is from like Destiny, when Destiny players do that. And I remember the first time I heard that was coming to Modern Warfare 2. I was like, what? Why are you doing raids for? What, like, what? what is... And it's supposed to be like tied into the story or something. And I'm like, what, what are you, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, simply a simple way to look at this from a picture perspective is if you look at the battle pass for season two of Modern Warfare 19, and then look at the battle pass for season two of Modern Warfare 2. I think you can tell what's happened from the just from the screenshot of that because on the Modern Warfare 19. Season 2 roadmap, it's just multiplayer content, because it, Warzone was either like really, really early stages or wasn't out yet, I can't quite fully remember, but that was the situation, and then you look at the content roadmap for Modern Warfare 2 Season 2, and it looks very, very different because of the additional game modes. Um, you could have a scenario where multiplayer thrives, raids gets its episodes or whatever they are, DMZ is still a thing and Warzone is a thing, but not with the way that Activision has mucked about with these studios. Um, and I think we've seen evidence of that over the last two years, and specifically the last, how long has it been out now? Six months or so? Um, COD, whenever October was, about four, three, four months, uh, we've started to see the fruits of that labour, and those fruits are not very good. Um, but it's just a shame, because from a gameplay perspective, from an actual vid individual video game perspective, I think Modern Warfare 2 is incredible. It's just the things around it that are happening that are making it look worse. So, anyway, that's that's. Uh, but what's the solution? You've got to resort out the studio mismanagement and just like it's. I think it's about just yeah resource management. I think, um, and where where resources are being spent on these things. Not not like monetarily, but in terms of like. Uh, where your staff is on on different stuff, so, um, but we shall see. But that that's either going to be changed if Microsoft does buy Activision, because then you take Bobby Kotick away and you assumedly do some studio re-management, or you sort out the situation now, which I think is the least likely option under the current like management. So. That's, Can we that... just get rid of Bobby Kotech now because he's been on I mean, yeah, a couple yeah, of times sure. over here in the States just <laughs> acting like a total ass. I mean, yeah, as, as an individual problem, yes, yes, that would be... No, but I mean, he's been on like TV shows giving interviews saying stupid shit. Yeah. Like, like he's tra intentionally trying to tank the deal, if I didn't know any better. I wonder why. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to lose his job as a CEO of a massive video game company, which has got one of the biggest juggernaut juggernauts in gaming. Maybe he doesn't want to lose that job. Um, but uh, but anyway, maybe Phil Spencer can do the meme thing and say, "Hey, here's seventy billion. Can you please go away?" Uh, seventy billion. That's have it. Have any of us considered how much money that is? Oh my god. Um, yeah, it it just seemed that. Oh, 70 billion. Yeah, that's a lot of money to buy someone. That's a that's a lot of money. That's a lot a lot of money. Um yeah, it's, uh, it's a crazy situation. But yeah, agree with what you just said in in general just Bobby Kotick to go away. Uh and for 
all of this has sorted itself out. Um, so yeah, uh, th there's a n there's a number of different solutions I've I've listed there. So pick one of them. Um, hopefully that answers your question. Jessica says, first time, long time. I'll keep it simple. Uh, by the way, welcome. Uh, what's your most anticipated game of ones that have been announced? I saw Game of written here, and I almost said Game of Thrones. I guess falls a habit. But yeah, first time, long time. Welcome. Uh, I'll keep it simple. What's your most anticipated game of ones that have been announced? So what I think you mean by that is games that don't have, obviously, a release date yet. So, which even Starfield still doesn't have one. So... Uh, most anticipated game. I mean, Hogwarts Legacy can't be considered an anticipated game because I'm currently playing it. Um, I'm still curious about Atomic Hearts. Looks really, really good. I've heard there's some controversy behind that game, but I have no idea what any of that's about. Somebody's so. trying to claim that some of the assets are funneling money into Russia, which is feeding into the war in Ukraine. Um, it's it's very tinfoil hatty stuff. Okay. Okay. I Sometimes heard I think people just want to get pissed off and be angry at stuff to be pissed off and angry I, at stuff. I heard it was something to do with Russia, but I had no context as to... And I, I've only seen, like, some gameplay. I haven't seen full gameplay stuff of it, so I don't know what like it is. There's some it. development or developer um, sources vary on it that is in Russia, and apparently they're trying to claim that, oh, now you're f fueling the war against Ukraine. I'm like, really? Okay. What about like Russian football leagues? <laughs> like, yeah. Does that that mean we can't have stuff? We can't have anything from Russia anymore? Apparently like, not. Um, because we still like, um, Qatar's grown in popularity. That that's a, that's a problem. Are we going to ignore that? <laughs> we just had we just had a World Cup hosted there. Um, so yeah. Uh, trying to figure out how that makes sense, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I, from from the gameplay side of things, I've seen um. Uh, it it looks very very chaotic and very very cool. So it is on it is... Game Pass, I think. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider Man Two, very much looking forward to. Which even though we've not seen much of it from, um, the last two games are very good, and this will just hopefully be better than what those were. Not in terms of be better the 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 other ones are bad. Just you know, keep making better games. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Hellblade, I'm very much looking forward to, but we've not seen any of that for for a while. Um, Starfield is more for, for me a point of curiosity to see how Bethesda's gonna deal with that. Um, but no, my single most anticipated game from now is yeah probably Spider-Man Two because some of the games I was looking forward to, like Forspoken and Hogwarts Legacy, are already out. So, uh, and I can't say COD for this year because nobody seems to really know what that game actually is going to be or what it's supposed to. I don't know. So, um, what about for you? Well, for this year, definitely Starfield. Again, curiosity. I, I mean, it's definitely something I'm not going to play like five minutes and be like, oh, that's what this is about, and then quit, uh, which I have done with a few games because I've been like, I'm curious, what's, what's this about? Oh, cool, it's on Game Pass. Download. Oh, it's that. Okay, bye, done. Um, uh, outside of that, stated a K3, but that's been radio silent since we got that one tra trailer, what, like three mm. years ago? Yeah, I hope that game's okay. Yeah, so do I. Um, but hey, sometimes it's better to, you know, if a game is not in a good state, don't show it off. You yeah. Know? So maybe and... in the case where it's not in a great state, but they need to be quiet and uh, go away and just make it better and then show us it when it looks good. So. And kind of a good sign of Microsoft at least getting one development studio sorted out is the fact that Hi-Fi Rush 
nobody heard anything about. And then we got it at the the last Microsoft uh, mm. thing, and it was launched that day. And it's not buggy. It's fairly enter- entertaining. Um, although whoever did the the character names spends way way too much time at hipster coffee places. <laughs> and for if, the, if you haven't played the game, let me tell you something. There are characters named Cinnamon, Peppermint, Macron, Biscotti, and only one of those is made up. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. One is fake, the other are real. So, hmm. Interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are some of our games that we're, that we're looking forward to. I was just thinking as well, because now that you brought up the Russia thing... Um, I remember when the invasion was happening, and was it a Euros that was going on, or was it a? Yeah, it was a year last, the year before lasts, um, that the men's Euros. So the mm-hmm. year, bef- the year before the World Cup that we've just had, but we're in the next year now from the World Cup that we've just had. So, um, and like the Russian team got, um, banned or whatever it was, um. And I remember, th- I remember thinking at the time, like, okay, like, obviously, we need to sort out this Russia situation and that. But I remember thinking, like, how is that fair on the players? Yeah, and we talked about that with like games not being sold electronically over there, um, payment processors shutting down um, over there from other countries, not like Russia shut it down. It's like other companies shut it down in Russia, um, just as like a protest. Mm. Which I'm all for protest, but that's just hurting innocent people. But yeah, sometimes it's the case in the world where okay, a country is doing a bad thing, but that doesn't mean that every single person that lives in that country is contributing towards that. I mean, like if you do look at the Qatar situation, okay, the Qatar human rights and how they treat people is like terrible, but there are innocent people that live at Qatar. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a certain amount of like okay, fight back against what's going on, but like. That was a situation where it was like, oh, this Russian team is banned from playing. It's like, well, they didn't do anything wrong. Um, and I get that there might be, you know, things against that, but it's still not completely fair, I think. So, um, there you go. Anyway, uh, the world's a, world's an interesting place. So, um, <clears throat> that's what we've got for you anyway for this week of, of Gaming Talk. I'll continue to uh, dig my way through Hogwarts Castle. Not literally. You can't actually dig in the game, but um, continue to do that. Uh, other podcasts we got coming up as well. Uh, look out for those in the meantime. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do <clears throat> on entertainmenttalk.org, a TV, games, films, and main night podcast. Remember, big, big game this Sunday. I'll either be, by the time Sunday is finished, I'll either be very, very happy or quite disappointed. Just depends on how that game particularly goes because you either win the final or you lose it. You can't share the cup. You can't draw the game and, and you know, share it. Uh, so... That will go one way or the other. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but anyway, yes, all that over there. Uh, EntertainmentTalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk, TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look out for what we've got. Uh, you can also support us by telling other people about what we do and where they can find it, either by just telling them or using social media. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Look at that as well if you'd like to. TV and film news if you want to know about renewals, cancellations, pickups and air dates. All that type of stuff. Uh, Geektown.co.uk through the week and Geektown Radio on Tuesdays. Look out for those episodes. Bex over on Twitch. Trista B-Y-T-E-S for retro chat, game streams and other sorts of fun stuff over there. Me on Twitch occasionally at eTalk UK. Um, I tell you, there's a lot I could stream for Hogwarts Legacy if uh, 
when the when the time is right and what what i mean by that is when i've got the time and the energy to to do that so maybe you'll see that soon uh i've been loading uploading some little clips and stuff of hogwarts legacy just some uh fun and cool moments that have happened so look out for those as well on youtube entertainment talk plays thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye goodbye <laughs>